<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're going to continue to work this case. We're going to continue to um, work it to the completion. Um, we have a lot of resources that we're utilizing, but we still ask for your help. We ask for any tips that you might have, anything that you might be able to give us. Um, we're going to take a look at those. We go over some of the biggest discoveries in the continuing investigation into the University of Idaho quadruple murder case. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Matt, he has such a bright future, as all these kids did. The world is a darker place without them, but the light of their the light of their love and memories will always guide us all. At the time of this recording, we still have no arrests, no identifiable suspect, and no recovered murder weapon in the University of Idaho quadruple murder case. This is the killings of 21-year-old Kaylee Gonsalves, 21-year-old Madison Mogan, 20-year-old Zana Kernodal, and 20-year-old Ethan Chapin. This all happening back on November 13th. Their bodies were found in their off-campus rental home. Now, while we don't have these major breakthroughs that we're all hoping for, there have been some significant discoveries in this case that we want to talk about. And the first one, one of the major discoveries, is the house itself, because we learned where the victims' bodies were found and presumably killed. I'm talking about the third and second floors. But that's not all, because we also learned that the four victims were not the only ones in that house. That's right. Two roommates were on the ground floor that very night, and they were not harmed in any way. So that brings up some very interesting questions. For example, why weren't they attacked? Where did the killer or the killers enter from? What was the order of the killings? How did the killer or killers escape the house? And how did these roommates not hear anything? Well, we don't know where they entered. Um, we don't know if they entered through the front door or the second story slider that goes into the kitchen. They're, you know, Just from law enforcement reports and video, they're, they're spending a lot of time at the sliding glass door. Looks like they're throwing some fingerprint dust on there, maybe some um, some other chemicals on there to see if they can find any kind of evidence of blood or fingerprints. But uh, I don't, I didn't really see them spending a whole lot of time on that front door. So they could have entered up to the backside where there's a tree line. 
But right now, uh, there's no reports on which way they did enter. There's a ladder on the side of the house people have been talking about. But we don't know if that ladder was there before, if it was used to gain entry somewhere else. It's unknown at this time. It's all speculation. Now, the roommates have been ruled out as suspects. But what we also know is that there was this 911 phone call that was placed by either one or both of the roommates the next day. It's possible there were other people there as well. That 911 phone call hasn't been released. So we don't know what the contents of it are. We don't know what was said. It's definitely going to provide a lot more details for us to understand. But it should be noted that when we talk about communication, the authorities have had a mess with communication. They were back and forth on whether the students were the target of this attack or the house was the target. And that was between the prosecutor's office and the Moscow Police Department. But speaking of communication, another big discovery or revelation in this case was how these people die. And that is that they were stabbed to death, which if anyone knows is very different from shootings. Stabbings are up close. They are intimate. And many times, and as we've seen it here on the Long Crime Network, it's arguably personal. Now, I'm not entertaining any speculation at that point, but this is what we have to think about with this kind of attack. And what's also been reported that some have had defensive wounds indicating that they may have fought off the attacker or the attackers, which creates a number of different questions in terms of forensics and DNA and what was left behind at the crime scene or on the attacker or attackers. As I mentioned, no murder weapon has been recovered, but it has been indicated that this was a sharp fixed blade weapon, presumably a knife. There was even reporting that it was possibly a K-bar style knife. And the type of knife that they're talking about is the United States Marine Corps K-bar. So when I saw this, my thought was, is that, is this person prior military? So the specific weapon, if they're talking about a K-bar, which is what this is, uh, then there's a possibility that they need to look into military background of some kind. I should tell you that the general manager of a building supply store in Moscow told the media that the police had asked him whether he sold anyone K-Bar brand knives, but police indicated that they aren't solely looking for that type of knife. Now, things took a very interesting turn when it was reported by the coroner, Kathy Mabbitt, that she spoke with the Gonsalves family about these autopsy findings. And that's when we heard from Stephen Gonsalves, Kaylee's father, that the wounds were different than Maddie's, that Kaylee's wounds were different from Maddie's, perhaps more excessive. And if that is true, it again makes you wonder whether Kaylee was the target. But this created drama as well. The coroner describing the gruesome details became a particular point of issue with the Gonsalves family attorney. I have issues with the coroner. Um, number one, you know, expressing all of her opinions over the media um, at, I think, at inappropriate times, number one. Number two, you know, making a personal phone call and describing graphic details of the of what she discovered and what she um, to the family. I don't think was beneficial in any way. Um, I don't think she did it out of a place of of spite. I think she did it because she was you know trying to give them more details. But once you hear certain details, um, uh, it's not helpful to the family. Another big discovery in this case was the release of body cam footage from the night of the murders. This became a very big topic of conversation amongst people online about what this video shows, or maybe I should say maybe shows. So in the body cam footage, officers stop students for possible underage drinking. This is unrelated to what happened to the victims, but this stop is actually occurring near the house. 
And as the officers are writing up these students at around 3.12 a.m., you can see in the far right-hand corner by this little light what appears to be people moving quickly away. Are they joggers? Are they running? Who are they? It's not clear. Now, those online have speculated that these could be the killers, but again, pure speculation. But that is not all. Because then you hear this weird, high-pitched sound, and some have wondered if it was a scream. All right. Put this button back. We don't know what that is. We don't. It could be a car. It could be a voice. We just don't know. It is interesting. Because authorities believe that the murders happened sometime between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. And why this is also important is because a neighbor of the victims came out and he said that he might have heard a scream on the night of the murders. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So I heard like, you know, a car shut, a door shut, and then like, you know, an apartment door shut, and like also uh, like a scream. But like, you know, that's like, that's like normal. Like I always hear like screaming almost every Saturday night. So like, I didn't really like think of it. Um, and so, but like, uh, yeah, just looking back, I was like, I wonder, I wonder if like, you know, that wasn't just like some drunk dude, like screaming, like it's actually like the murder. As we look back at some of the major discoveries in the Idaho murder investigation, we have to talk about some other footage. So let's do a little bit of a summary here first. We know that Ethan and Zana were at a party at the Sigma Chi fraternity house that night, which is actually not too far away from the house in question. They didn't get home until around 1.45 a.m. As far as Madison and Kaylee, they were reportedly went to a bar. Then they were seen on footage going to a food truck at around 1.40 a.m., and they got back home at around 1.56 a.m. But in released footage, you can hear Madison and Kaylee walking and talking down the street about this person named Adam. What did you say to Adam? 
So Kaylee says, Maddie, what did you say to Adam? To which Madison replies, I told Adam everything. Now, the Gonsalves family came out and said that they believe that this Adam is a bartender at a local pub and indicated that police ruled this person out. And also, the guy that they're walking with in that video, he's been ruled out as a suspect as well. So again, this doesn't appear to further the case, but either way, just how incredibly eerie and chilling to see these girls only a few hours before they were killed. But I think the most appropriate place to conclude is arguably with the biggest discovery in this case, and that is the white Hyundai Elantra. You see, the police have asked the public's help in identifying a 2011-2013 white Hyundai Elantra that they believe was near the crime scene at the time of the murders. We have uh, many tips that have come in on the 2011 to the 2013 Hyundai Elantra. But what we're asking is anybody else um, who still hasn't sent in a tip, if you own one or if you know somebody who was driving one the day before or the day after, um, to please send that tip in. Through our tips, through our leads, some of the evidence that came in, we start to identify patterns. And like we said earlier, we are confident that the occupant or occupants of that vehicle have information that's critical to this investigation. We also understand that even though there's sometimes a fascination with a particular case, some people simply don't see the news and may not know that we're looking for it. So if we get the word out there, hey, maybe your neighbor has one in the garage that they don't drive very often. Maybe um, there's one that's just not on the registration database. Let us know. So far, we have a a list of approximately 22,000 registered white Hyundai Elantras that fit into our uh, criteria that we're sorting through. That's That's an awful lot of information, but it may not be all of them. Now, it was reported that a car matching that very description was found in Eugene, Oregon. It was abandoned on the side of the road. It sustained considerable damage. But after further investigation, it was discovered that the car was registered out of Colorado and it was involved in a crash. And it is believed that neither the car nor the owner are connected to the murders. So as of now, the public is encouraged to still come forward if they have very pertinent and relevant information. In fact, anyone with information is asked to call the tip line at 208-883-7180 or email tipline at ci.mosco.id.us and digital media can be submitted at fbi.gov slash Idaho. And that's all we have for you here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time. Thank you.